At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Come engage with us. So Council on Aging is Southwest Georgia's local aging and disability resource connection for information on aging or living with a disability. Let the Council on Aging connect you to your home-delivered meals and group meals, personal care services, transportation needs, and many more resources. Call 800-282-6612. Making aging more engaging. So Council on Aging. Come engage with us. Welcome once again to another episode of What They Don't Want You To Know. And again, I thank you, my patron, my wonderful, wonderful audience, for coming back time and time again to listen to my podcasts. If you enjoy these podcasts, please, the best way you can support this channel is to come back and listen to your favorite show once again. In fact, listen to one or two. Now, as many of you know, I am a teacher. I'm a teacher by trait. I've been teaching for over a decade now, many multiple subjects. But a teacher, a teacher does not get a lot of revenue, as you know. And so it costs to bring a show like this to you. There are many costs. There is the cost of simply posting the show every single time. There is also the monthly fee. And there is several expenses that go along with it, not to mention the time and hours allocating to editing a wonderful show for you. And all that is wonderful to me. I love to do that. I'd love to bring this information to you because you, the listener, deserve to know what they don't want you to know. However, if you do like this show, if you want to keep this show alive, including with all the costs that are The best way you can support this show and keep it alive is to come back time and time again and listen to your favorite shows. So I invite you, tell a friend, and come back. This is part two of Real Life End of the World on the scene when Hurricane Maria came crashing through, crashing through the ocean to Puerto Rico, 187 mile an hour winds. What's special about this episode is that it was not recorded later, but live at the scene during the events of day one, day two, day three, and so forth of the hurricane disaster. What if the end of the world were today? What if what you always feared came true today? This is a series that not only takes you to the what if, but actually puts you there live. You see, this isn't make-believe. We are actually going through the end of the world. This is apocalypse time, and it is live, documented day by day. Prophets and apostles, the Bible, and other scriptures have been prophesying for 
decades, millennia, to prepare for the end of the world. But most of us go about our daily lives, you know, not heeding those warnings. We say, oh, that can't happen to us, and oh, why should I, and why, well, I'll do that later. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What if it hits you? It hit us. This is our story of the unprepared at the end of the world. You see, Hurricane Maria has hit, and it has hit hard, and it has hit precise. The whole island of Puerto Rico has become devastated and ripped apart infrastructure, buildings, highways, everything, everything, everyone has been affected. This is day two. Reported deaths of the initial hurricane were six. Now that doesn't seem like a big number, especially if it's not you in an island of 3.5 million. And just to give you a heads up on 3.5 million, that's the average size of one of the country states. Uh, that could be bigger than Utah, definitely bigger than Idaho, uh, way smaller in California, but you get my drift. 3.5 is nothing to sneeze at. Day two, the aftermath of the hurricane. I woke up with my wife and looked around, and everything everywhere was destroyed. The landscape was new. The side of our house had been, well, the shingles were gone. The side of, of our, our house hadn't been touched, but the mountain that our house is on, the whole mountain, half of the mountain had gotten ripped off. The neighbors on top of us, a tree, couple of trees had fallen on their, on their uh, whole setup back there. Hundreds and hundreds, they keep chickens, hundreds of their chickens dead. Uh, the mountain just ripped down, covering the little road down there. And as I looked around, my driveway that, that's on a steep hill, just covered with all sorts of trees, my trees, my beautiful trees. First thing my wife said was, gosh, our, you know, our trees are gone, beautiful trees, and, and, and we could actually see out into the horizon now because our whole house was covered with trees. We couldn't see out so well into the horizon, but it was a changed world. The... The river was swelling as high as it could be. Everybody's house was affected in some way or other. But the ominous thing was the bareness of the of the of the surroundings. The trees, every tree, every tree was snapped in half. All their branches gone. There was some stick kind of trees left, but people's houses, people's roofs, houses completely imploded in, and the telephone wires and the electric wires. That was the ominous part. Every electrical wire either bent, torn in half, hanging over, electrical wires dangling everywhere. No wonder they turned out the lights. No wonder. 
Now, the eerie thing about this, if you think about it, changing, and this is what my neighbor said today, and his son works for the government here, so changing one pole of electricity, well, that's hard enough. Imagine having to change hundreds, thousands. This is the situation we're in in day two. But day two, to tell you the truth, was a little fun because, you know, well, everybody's okay, it's time to celebrate, and... Down the street, you could see a parade of the people that still had cars left just going around parading through the neighborhood to see the damage. And it was kind of a parade of damage instead of a parade of homes. Let's see a parade of damage of what the destruction has been. And of course, a lot of the roads you couldn't pass because some of the bridges were out and some of the highways were torn down. But, um, you know, the roads that you could pass on, the people were making the rounds. So let's take a look at the parade of destruction. And this is what people do on after a, a, a day one and day two of, of disaster is they go around and they check it out. So check it out they did and check it out we did. Right? We went to, to around, we looked and there was destruction everywhere. Destruction was universal. No one had escaped the hurricane's grasp. Imagine a day, the end of the world. No food, no water. Nothing to do except run and hide because the mobs are coming. Imagine no doctors, no cell phones, no radio, internet, none of the creature comforts. Imagine not being prepared. You've been warned, we've all been warned by prophets and preachers and scriptures for the past hundred and thousand years. Have we done anything about it? Well, most of us haven't. Most of us haven't even prepared a week, let alone a year. Now, don't you want to know what it would be like, your procrastination? Don't you want a taste of what you would go through if you didn't prepare? Because you're not prepared now. Nobody is. Nobody was. Nobody was prepared for day three. Day three was still the Goldilocks season, the honeymoon, the honeymoon, because uh, everybody's neighborly, everybody's friendly, and, uh, you know, there's no electric, there's no phone, there's no light, there's no internet, there's no gas after the big Hurricane Maria hit, but shops, there were two or three that opened. Two or three. And they were still uh, open for business. So first thing we did was go downtown and think to ourselves, let's, let's get ourselves some gasoline. But the gas line, the gas line was ridiculous. It was down the street, but gas was open. So you could get gas. You could get some gasoline in your car. I mean, it was inconvenient, but you could get some gasoline. And then driving down the street even though you saw the destruction the telephone phone poles down on top of people's houses and cars and, and just all the destruction that was everywhere the the bakery was open you could get some nice french bread fill up you can go to the pizza place they opened up in fact the hardware store not the big home depot but a local little hardware store opened up and i was able to get some rope that i thought i was going to tie my tarp down with but uh beside all that you know a local grocery store, they had 
probably half their shelves empty, but they were open. So I went in there, I got a flat tire, and I went to get some fix-a-flat, and they had plenty of fix-a-flat, so I bought three bottles just in case, you know, and I came out. And there was a friendly guy, and he offered to help me uh, pump up my tire, and he didn't, he was friendly neighbor, friendly guy. So I decided to take a little ride in my car, uh, because everything was looking going in our town. I mean, things might, I mean, the Walmart, Walmart might still be open. So we went, we drove down to Walmart at the actual city because I thought, you know, everything's okay in our little neighborhood town. Why not the city? And so we drove down. We were thinking of getting some more supplies at Walmart, being a little bit more prepared. And so we went down there and we couldn't believe what we saw. The destruction was everywhere. But more than this, the line of Walmart, it was absolute. It stretched around Walmart all the way to the Home Depot next door. And Walmart didn't have their doors open. They had a sign that said one at a time. And they had a little slit. Everything else was boarded up. A little slit where a person could sneak in there, just slide in there, and walk out with a little tiny bag of groceries. A little tiny bag. Now, nobody was prepared for this. Nobody. Because the city people had no supplies nobody bought anything and in the city there's no water there's no food and so people were starting to get desperate they were going to the hospital the hospital to just get some water to drink now this is this is day two day three of the end of the world day two of the aftermath so people are starting to get real thirsty now and they're going to the hospital not because they're sick or because they've been injured by the hurricane but because they're thirsty and hungry and to see if they can get some drink in their mouth so i quickly drove from there seeing the devastation and seeing the look on people's faces still not wild creatures but the look on their faces you know what happens when you start to get hungry and thirsty after two days two days of destruction I was starting to get a little nervous, so I drove back, and as I drove back, I thought, I better hit that grocery store again. And I told my son, you know, these people in this town, they don't know what's going on, because I can't believe they're still selling food at that grocery store. If it was me, if I, if I had that much food, I'd be keeping it for my family. Well, they were. They were selling, but when they got there, when they got there, when we got back to that grocery store to get some more, they were closed. And then so we thought, we better get some gas. So we're down to a half, half tank of gas. And we got to the gas station, and when we got to the front of the line, the person in front of us got a little bit of gas, like three, four dollars worth in a little tiny can. And then they cut off the line. They said, you know what, we only have 500 gallons, 500 gallons left in our tanker. No more. You see all those big machines out there today, they're going to run out. And the clearing up, the, the cleaning, it's all going to stop. And we're going to need to save that gas. I thought, save that gas for the shipment. The shipment is not coming. The ports are closed. There's no gas. People, I turned to my son, I said, people are starting to get wise. This friendly little town attitude. Day two. What will happen with day three? So I went to the neighbor's house and I wanted to know what's going on because, again, there's no radio. There's like one or two AM radio stations and I have no radio except for my radio in the car. And, um, you know, I wasn't going to turn that thing on again or waste the battery. Uh, and and uh, 
you know, so I went to the neighbor because his son works with the government. And so I went to the neighbor and asked him if he knew anything about the other two systems or three systems that are supposed to come hit the island again or in the end of the world, or if he knew anything about the water. And his son came home in the middle of that and said, you know what, I asked him some questions, and he said, you know what, the water system is destroyed everywhere. The whole island is destroyed. There's no water, and it's not going to come. It's not going to come for who knows how long. Luckily, up here in the little um, mountainside that we're at in the little... Uh, countryside, uh, there's some spigots of water that actually are connected to some spring water. But that's just a little spout that comes out. That's not enough to feed and to, to get unthirsty millions of people that are in the cities. So I imagine that there might be some thirsty people coming our way. Of course, that's going to be tomorrow. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Ooh, wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, <clears throat> back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.